Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Medical School HQ Podcast, session number 82. Hey, this is Z-Dog MD, rapper, physician, legendary turntable health revolutionary, and part-time gardener. And you're listening to the Medical School HQ Podcast, hosted by the irredeemably awesome Ryan Gray. Welcome back. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and I believe that competition amongst your pre-med and medical student peers is detrimental to becoming a great physician. In this podcast, we show you how collaboration, hard work, and honesty are critical to becoming a superior physician in today's healthcare environment. Before we get into our podcast today, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by freemcatgift.com. You can go to freemcatgift.com and download a completely free 30-plus page report on the most important pieces of the MCAT, information that you won't read, hopefully, anywhere else. This is information that... Allison and I got together and we realized that this is the kind of stuff that that we didn't know when we studied for the MCAT and we wanted you to know. It's not going to teach you all the cool latest greatest tricks on how to study for the MCAT, but it's going to show you everything else that you need to know to maximize your score. Go to freemcatgift.com and download the free report today. So I hope you're doing well today. I want to, it's, it's just going to be me today, Ryan, it's me and you, I want to talk about the top 10 resources for pre-med students. As a pre-med student, when I remember being a pre-med student, of course the internet wasn't as large as it is today, and so the resources weren't as abundant, but now the internet's there, information is everywhere. Sometimes there's too much information. And that was part of the goal of starting this podcast and starting the website is trying to aggregate all of this great information and put it in one spot for you so that you don't have to waste your time looking in and looking around and finding information that you can trust. So today we're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, the the top 10 places where you as a pre-med student need to be going for information. All right, you with me? Don't worry about writing all this down. 
All the links and, and information will be in the show notes, which you can get at medicalschoolhq.net slash 82, as in session 82. All right, to start, let's start with something that the internet brought that wasn't really around when I was in college as a pre-med. And that is access to other pre-med students, medical students, and physicians, actually. You get access to all of them. So you might have access to other pre-med students, obviously, at your school. Use Use those students. They are there to collaborate with. And that's one of the biggest things that that I try to promote here on the podcast is collaboration. Two minds are greater than one. And I, I'll, I'll say it and I'll scream it from the mountaintops. You can help that person next to you. You can both have great grades, great MCAT scores. And if, if you both are deserving of getting into medical school, you will because the, the numbers really do lie a little bit with the actual percentages of who gets into medical school and who doesn't. It looks a lot more dire than it really is. So collaboration with your fellow pre-med students is okay. Trust me. Medical students, if you are at an undergrad that has access to a medical school, reach out and find some of those medical students. You you may know somebody that's a year ahead of you in undergrad that got into medical school and you stay in contact with them while they're a first year, second year medical student. Reach out to them. Ask them questions. What was it like when you interviewed at this school? What was it like when you filled out your AMCAS application? Those are great people to be asking questions to because they just went through the process. And they will hopefully be honest with you. They're in medical school, so you're not competition to them at this point. One of the biggest things that the internet brought was social media. And I can't underscore the importance of Twitter. Twitter has been an amazing resource for me as I continue to grow the podcast and grow the website and reach out and touch so many other pre-medical students, so many other medical students and other physicians. It's amazing the amount of access that you can get to other people through Twitter. Facebook does not do this. So if you are not on Twitter, go get on Twitter and follow me. I am at Medical School HQ. That's my handle in Twitter speak. And search for a hashtag, which is the pound sign, and pre-med, hashtag pre-med, all one word, no spaces in there. And you can start finding information. Do hashtag pre-med, hashtag MCAT, uh, hashtag future doctor, hashtag medical school, or med school. There's so many hashtags out there that once you start learning how to search for stuff in Twitter, it's like it's described as a never-ending cocktail party. What you're doing is just you're, you're jumping into conversations that are happening, you're learning, you're adding your two cents, and then you're moving on to the next conversation. It's awesome for information. 
All right, so that's Twitter. Let's talk about, and these aren't in any particular order of importance, but I want to talk about the one that most pre-med students know about, and that's Student Doctor Network at studentdoctor.net. This is a website with a form for everybody, pre-health, pre-vet, pre-podiatry, pre uh, audiology, pre-everything. It has forms for medical students, forms for residents. It has everything. And that's the one advantage that Student Doctor has, is it is huge. So if, you were, if you're looking for something, there's a good chance it's on Student Doctor Network. But I will warn you, and, and this isn't just with Student Doctor Network, it's with the other the other websites that I'll talk about as well. You can get sucked into the vortex known as Student Doctor Network. And that's finding out that your 3.6 GPA and 30 on the MCAT is not good enough to get into medical school. Your your 3.4 and 33 on the MCAT is not good enough for for DO schools. What what you'll read on Student Doctor Network is a lot of great information, and this is very particular for the pre-med form. There is a lot of cutthroat kind of negativity in there, and if you are insecure about your stats, about what you're doing, and you go and ask a question, there's a good chance that you're going to be even more insecure about your path and and what you are doing because there is a lot of negativity in there. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of great people in Student Doctor Network. There are a lot of great answers in Student Doctor Network, but I'm just telling you how it is. The one thing that that truly is good about Student Doctor Network, I think for pre-medical students applying to medical school is their resource for secondaries. If you go to schools.studentdoctor.net, they have a, a, a database in there where students that have applied to medical schools will go in and, and add questions that are on secondaries. So if you're applying this year and you want to get ahead of the game for secondaries and, and start working on secondary application essays, you can go and look at the schools that you're applying to, figure out what essays they want, and start writing them even before you get the secondary back. Understand that questions may change, but there's a good chance maybe they'll be the same, or they might have information already from this year, so it might be helpful. So, Student Doctor Network, tread lightly, but uh, maybe... uh, source of good information. So let's talk about a form that is kind of the anti-SDN, the the opposite of Student Doctor Network, and that's oldpremeds.org. And it's a site that I've talked about before. They just held their 14th annual conference in the Washington, D.C. area, which apparently was great. A lot of 
you listeners went out to the conference and that's awesome and said hi to Rich for me. Rich gave me a, a great email back and said a lot of people went and mentioned that uh, that you were there because of listening to the podcast. So thank you for for going and representing the Medical School HQ podcast crowd, listeners, followership, whatever you want to call yourself. But Student Doctor Network, or not Student Doctor Network, Old Pre-Meds is a very non-traditional crowd. As the name implies, Old Pre-Med. I don't think that means that you have to be a non-traditional student. You don't have to be old to go hang out on the site and ask for questions, but understand that likely the majority of people there are very non-traditional students, and if you're a traditional student asking information or or advice about a traditional path, the people there might not have the best answers for you, although they are non-traditional. They might be a little bit wiser and and have a, a little bit of uh, uh, other experiences that they can help weigh in on your specific situation. So go check them out, oldpremeds.org. So here's a very traditional resource for a pre-med student, and that's your pre-med advisor. Now, you may be at a school that doesn't have a pre-med advisor, and that can be challenging. You may be at a school that's so big that there are too many pre-med students for the number of pre-med advisors that they have, and so you don't get any face time. You don't get to ask questions, and you don't get to have the pre-med advisor learn her who you are and be able to give you specific information. So those can all be challenging, difficult situations, which is why all of these websites exist, because so many people are going out and asking questions, because they're not getting the answers from their pre-med advisors. But I implore you, start with your pre-med advisors, because they truly do have a pulse on the situation. And when you go and ask questions about courses that you need to be taking, they're the ones that can answer specifically for your school. Understand that not all psychology classes are built the same. Understand that not all the science classes are built the same. So with the new MCAT 2015, and you, you're going to need a psychology course possibly to, to study and do well to prepare for the new MCAT, go ask your pre-med advisor which course you should take to prepare for the MCAT. There might be a couple different psychology courses that you can choose from and your pre-med advisor will tell you what's the best one. Getting to know your pre-med advisor will also help when it comes to a committee letter if your school offers that. And a committee letter is where your pre-med office will gather all of the letters of recommendation and then write a single committee letter that will be submitted with your applications. And if your school offers that, then you you will probably need that committee letter. It's, it's sometimes looked very negatively if, if you, your school offers a committee letter and you're not giving one. There's, there's a question of why you're not getting a committee letter. So it's very beneficial. Get in there from day one as a, as a pre-med 
and and start introducing yourself to the people in the office and start interacting and and figuring out how to build those relationships. The the path to becoming a physician is is a lot about the relationships that you're able to build and and you just can't do it on your own. So another very traditional pre-med resource are books. So the MSAR, the Medical School Admission Requirements book. I asked on Twitter before I started recording this podcast, what are some of the best resources for pre-meds? And Jamie Davis on Twitter wrote that the MSAR is the be-all, end-all. It must have. And definitely... Uh, he's also, oh, I want to skip that one. So he's saying the MSAR is, is a uh, be-all, end-all, a must-have. So the MSAR, if you're not aware of that, MSAR, is the Medical School Admission Requirements book for allopathic medical schools, MD schools. Now you may be asking yourself, what about DO schools? I Where's my book for DO schools? The, the DO schools do have a book as well. It's called the College Information Book, the CIB. So both of those books will give you information about each of the medical schools. Uh, a lot of them will, it'll break down averages on the MCAT, averages on GPA, talk about requirements for pre-med courses, um, just tons of great information that you kind of, you need while you're going through this process. So the MSAR and the CIB books, uh, great resources for pre-meds. Along those same lines, the the MSAR and the CIB are both put out by the governing bodies of the osteopathic schools and allopathic schools, the, the ACOMIS and AAMC or not, not ACOMAS, the ACOM. ACOMAS is the application. ACOM with the A-A-C-O-M, which is the American Association of Colleges of Osteopathic Medicine. And then there's the AAMC, which is the Association of American Medical Colleges. So the AAMC is for allopathic or MD schools, the ACOM, AACOM, is for osteopathic schools. There also is, and it, it gets very confusing, the, the AAMC has their, their application, the AMCAS. The AACOM has their application, the ACOMIS. And then if you're a Texas resident, every medical school in Texas, I believe, except for Baylor, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Baylor's the only one that doesn't participate, there's a separate Texas medical and dental school application service called the TMDSAS. So that gets very confusing if you're a, a student in Texas applying to medical school as well. Obviously, you can apply outside of Texas as a student in Texas, but if you're applying to a Texas medical school, be aware that there's a totally different application service for you. But what I wanted to get at, the AAMC has a ton of great resources, uh, not only the MSAR, which we just talked about, but they also 
create the MCAT. So if you're in MCAT study mode, they have all the information about the new MCAT 2015. They have practice tests that you can buy. They have a free one that you can do. So go to their website and and just devour the information on there. All of the sites have instructions for applications. You need to read these instructions when you're applying well before you start applying. That's about 90 pages for the AMCAS application. I read it all last year just so I would uh, know, hopefully know everything about questions that were asked of me. And the majority of questions that come in about the application are answered in the instructions. You just need to take the time to go read them. I don't know, we're all struggling for time, but but do it. It will save you a ton of time on the other side. So go to their websites, learn and and read. Another great resource, and I think we're up to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think this is number seven. Let's recap real quick. We talked about other pre-med students, medical students, Uh, physicians and using Twitter to reach out to them. We talked about Student Doctor Network. We talked about old pre-meds. We talked about your advisor at at your undergrad. Uh, We talked about... We talked about um, books, the MSAR, the CIB, and then we also talked about the actual governing bodies of the DO and, and MD programs and the Texas program. So... Those were six. So number seven, I think a lot of students, and and I don't think I thought about this when I was a pre-med student, we don't think about reaching out to the medical schools themselves. We think that they're kind of the 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 mecca that we're we're trying to get there, and so they're off limits, and we're not allowed to talk to them because we're just lowly pre-med students. But if and especially before you apply to a school, they, they have different um, kind of rules on interacting with applicants versus pre-med students. So when you're a pre-med student, if you haven't applied yet and you call a medical school, you can say, hey, I'm a pre-med student. I want to go to your school and ask them questions. Here's what I'm doing. What do you think about it? This is what I'm planning on doing this summer. How do you guys look upon that? I got a C on this course. How do you guys look upon that? Should I retake it? Would you? What would you suggest? Those are all questions that you can ask the medical schools. What's the worst that they're going to say? Uh, we can't actually answer that. You, that's fine. But you've heard from many of the guests that I've interviewed, including Carrie back in episode or session 74 medicalschoolhq.net slash 74 Carrie talked about how she reached out to schools and stayed in contact with them and and ended up interviewing at those schools and having a built-in relationship with these people and ultimately got into medical school and Ben also talked about it in session 77 uh, about how he reached out to medical schools to ask questions and to get some guidance. So 
it's medical schools are not off limits. They have advisors there for you, so use them. It's it's a great resource, and you're going straight to the people where you're going to be applying to. So there's no better resource than those than those people at the medical schools. So number eight on the list is Reddit. Now, Reddit is kind of an unusual website. There's a ton of different subreddits, they're called, and people that use Reddit are called Redditors. And it's a cool website that allows voting, so you can upvote and downvote different uh, responses. So it's it's kind of a a self-controlled and self-monitored resource because people will downvote you and I don't know really what happens in the end because I don't, I only share great stuff, of course, so I don't get downvoted that much. But you can share links there, you can ask questions there. And the responses that I've seen on Reddit are a lot more. Not not laid back, but they're 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 a little bit more tame than Student Doctor Network. They don't they don't lash out as bad as Student Doctor Network. They they offer a lot of great advice. So check out Reddit R E D D I T. One of the things at Reddit that I love to do, and and a lot of other students do, is called Ask Me Anything, so AMAs, where a medical student that just got in, a physician that has been practicing, whoever will do an AMA, an AMA. And so they'll say, hey, this is who I am. And I got into medical school this year and I struggled. Ask me anything. And for however long that they want, usually it's it's a couple hours or a day, you can go and ask questions to that person and they're constantly checking and, and responding to you. So check out Reddit, R-E-D-D-D-D-I-T, R-E-D-D-I-T. Uh, great resource. Number nine on the list, I have to talk about it, is the academy, the the medical school HQ academy. Allison and I, as well as some other medical students and other physicians, are your pre-med advisor. We talked about the pre-med advisor earlier Sometimes you don't have access to one. Sometimes you don't have good enough access to them. Sometimes they don't even know what they're talking about, so you ignore them. Um, Like my pre-med advisor uh, was and told me that I shouldn't apply to medical school because I was a white male. So at the academy, we are your pre-med advisor. We have monthly office hours where you can come on. It's a big video chat like a Google Hangout and come on and ask questions and listen to other people asking questions and and help answer questions. It really is a a fun hour so that we're doing the office hours, a ton of great questions and hopefully great answers. But we also have a, a community forum there, a great discussion area where students ask questions. It's non-anonymous. Unlike all of the other websites that I've mentioned, we put our name out there, we put our picture out there and say, hey, this is who I am and I want to be open and honest with you. So it's a great environment for that, uh, very non-intimidating and, and, and great. 
We also do some webinars. This week, actually, the, the week I'm releasing this podcast, we're doing mock interviews as part of our office hours. We're doing it this week. We're doing it next week because application season, as we're releasing this, is right around the corner. Or interview season is, rather. So come check us out, the Academy. Join the Academy dot net to look at that it is a paid resource um, but you're spending thousands of dollars on the application process the few dollars that it costs to join the academy to make sure that your application is perfect to make sure that you're prepared as best as possible it's worth it it really is so one last resource that i want to give you is an easy one, and that's you. You need to be able to trust yourself, trust your instincts, and use the information that you have to best figure out your path. All of these resources that I gave you, you can easily go and spend hours upon hours scouring the internet and, and going through the different forms and going through all the different Reddit questions and, and reading every page in the MSAR, the CIB, spending hours on Twitter, you could do that and still end up nowhere. You need to be able to trust yourself to go out, get information that will help you make a decision, and then make that decision and move forward to the next step. And repeatedly, Repeatedly do that until your applications are in, you've interviewed, and you have that acceptance letter. There are so many decisions that have to be made on your path to medical school that you can't, you can't take too much time with one decision because there are so many other things that will fall behind, and, and it's just a constant uh, um, quicksand, it, it, it will feel like. So trust yourself, you can do it. You're listening to this podcast, so obviously you're smart enough to do that. I I have faith in you. So what resources have you used on your path? That's what I want to know. Share that with the rest of the listeners at medicalschoolhq.net slash 82. Leave a comment in the comment uh, box. We use Discus, the uh, the plugin Discus for commenting, so it should be pretty easy. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know what resources you use, and uh, maybe we'll do a follow-up podcast at another time with some of those resources. But I do want to thank everybody that uh, sent in a tweet that that gave me some advice. Uh, Austin Newsom said said I. He said you are are a great resource. Um, the podcast. I'm assuming. Uh, Abu, um, A-B-U, I think that's how you say your name. If that's not, sorry, Abu, um, said websites of medical schools. Definitely, I mentioned that in this podcast, so thank you, Abu. Great um, advice. Um, Yeah, so African Pre-Med says Pinterest has tons of infographs that are great for memorizing symptoms of common conditions, etc., that is that is very true. Um, Pinterest has a lot of great picture kind of things, and if you learn that way, then that's great. So 
There are tons of great resources. Share yours, medicalschoolhq.net slash 82. I hope you found the information today valuable and helpful. And I hope you trust yourself as you continue your journey to medical school. It's long, it's hard, but it's so worth it in the end. I'll see you next time here at the medical school headquarters. You know what one other great resource is that I didn't mention? Pre-Med Life Magazine. It's like People Magazine, but for pre-meds. It's awesome. And we are the official the official podcast partner of Pre-Med Life Magazine. You can check them out, premedlife.com. Their newest edition just went digital. So if you go to premedlife.com and click on magazine, I think it is, um, you can view their digital edition uh, of the digital issue of their newest issue. So check it out, premedlife.com.